sexy snakes. Nope. Nope, that's it's not the best opener I got. But, you know, I'm trying to emulate the sultriness of the musicians that we have on this episode. Welcome to episode six of This Band is Real, the show about bands you've never heard of. I'm your host, Madeline DiMiuga, and I'm running out of intros to do. But regardless, I think you guys have had a great time listening to me stumble through each one of these introductions. And if somehow you haven't heard our other episodes, go check them out. There's five other ones, and they're great, if I do say so myself. And I do say so myself, because I host and edit and publish this whole show by myself. Yeah. I mean, I had some incredible help from these amazing music producers that have been paired up with our comedians and actors that have been on the pod, but... Regardless, if somehow you have no idea what this show is about, let me give the lowdown. So, I interview two bands, and both acts perform a single just for you, but only one of these bands has never existed until now. One of these bands is fake. It's up to you at home to figure out which one is real. We'll take a poll on our socials, then the following night, you can check out our Twitch stream to see if you were right. So be sure to follow This Band Is Real on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at T-B-I-R underscore pod. Vote there, and don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to your podcast nowadays. So, with all that out of the way, let's get to our guests. Thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to This Band Is Real. Up next here on this roster, we got just truly a nightmare to behold. But is it a sweet dream or a beautiful nightmare, folks? You won't know until you hear their music. It is, in fact, Val Fletcher from Nightmare Gutters. Ugh! Welcome to the show. Maddie, that was a, an introduction that I don't feel worthy of, but thank you. Oh! Oh, you do deserve it, though, Val. Um, I'm just always really fascinated to hear how jazz gets to permeate our, um, the, the new, uh, horizon that we find ourselves in musically nowadays. I think there's so many things that are wonderful about experimentation and about new, um, genres always coming into the fray, but there's something about jazz that seems so foundational that I think that your band does such a great job of keeping alive. You know what I mean? Oh, thank you. And, like, honestly, I wondered if I was even someone who was worthy of making jazz music because there are so many greats. I mean, uh, whether you're talking about Henry Mancini or, uh, you know, whether you're talking about uh, the the latest Disney villains that have the schmaltzy. I count that, by the way. <laughs> like, Broadway jazz is totally real in my book. When I grew up, um, my favorite, like, my favorite genre of music was Disney villain. That's a little trivia for you. Oh, ya. wow. I love that. I mean, is that kind of where Nightmare Gutters ended up getting its name? Was it just, like, based in that Disney villainy? You know, I I always wished I was the villain growing up because mm. because the villain was often the misunderstood one. And mm-hmm. and I they always had the best musical numbers. They did. Yeah, like the schmaltzier the better. But Night- <laughs> Nightmare Gutters, it was actually less of an homage to the dark Disney villain feeling and more, it was supposed to evoke something more positive. Like, I mean, oh. I know, Nightmare and Gutter doesn't seem like 
a combination of words where you would think, oh, you know, <laughs> happy things. But for me, I I thought of the gutter being somewhere where the nightmares would flow. Like we're redirecting. Mm. Yeah. Like we redirect the nightmares away from the, the, the foundation of our souls and spirits and and transmute it into something uh, into something positive uh, redirecting like negative energy into a into a new frequency like I'm all about transmuting that sadness into catharsis I love that now that that makes a ton of sense actually whenever you listen to just any record that you guys put out there's nothing that's inherently spooky or scary about your music but there is this kind of return to form and also this this lovely cyclical thing that happens in each of the albums that you and the band release. But let's let's talk a little bit more about the band because you already talked about the name, but you guys got together through the first, uh, I would say the freshman class of Nightmare Gutters got <laughs> together in St. Louis, Missouri in 2017. What did that crew look like? Well, it, it was made up of people that I went to college with. It was made up of people that I, um, that I had been childhood friends with and like hell, Sam Logan. He was the Mm -hmm. guy, he was the guy who officiated my wedding. So, Oh, Sam. Yeah. Uh, with my wife, Amy, who I am happily married two years now. (gasps) Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We go way back. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's Katie, there's Mac, there's Laura. Um, what I, what I do, I'm a little bit flexible. I'm a little polybanderous, you know, I will, Mm -hmm. I will take people like I'll do collaborations with other bands sometimes. And, uh, you know, everyone is welcome under the nightmare gutter roof. Um, but I would, I would say my rock, my true stone pillar has been Sam, like through it all. Oh. Like I, I would be lost, for instance, without his masterful engineering. Like I'm, right. I, I am totally good with like, yeah, let's do the la- what, like organizing how we're gonna do it live. But like, um, like he is a master of mastering. Hmm. No, it, it takes it takes a good really engineer at the helm of an arrangement to make a record as polished as you need it to be. And I think that Sam definitely does that so well for y'all as a band. And, um, but I, I also love the fact that Nightmare Gutters kind of has this like reputation as something that you can become a part of. It's almost like it is kind of uh, echoing your college roots. I almost feel where it's that, you can have like alumnus cycle in and out and then bring in new people to like get in on the fun. And uh, that's what that's what I love about it. And I think that whenever we see that with bands that are like Nightmare Gutters or with bands that are like Wolfpack, where you kind of just have like a bunch of guest people come in because it's for the joy of music. Like it's not necessarily relegated to just one person or one group of people. It's for everybody. And that's what's so great about it. Exactly. And and for me, like, Full disclosure, I mean, these aren't, it's not like in 2017, we all decided, hey, we're going to go ahead and start this, the band. Mm -hmm. Like, we have had so many different attempts, trials and errors over the years. Like, um, 
you know how it goes. Hey, we should start a band. Yeah, let's do it. And we would have some really fun if short-lived projects. Um, mm. my, my favorite being um, Sally's My Grandmother because, because um, both so, – so the crazy thing is both Sam and me and Katie, we all had grandmothers named Sally. It was like what? Yeah, it was like that Clark Kent, um, Bruce Wayne kind of thing. Wait, your mom, your mom's name is Martha. Yeah, like I guess it was a generational oh, thing. Like Sally is just that makes yeah. sense. So Sally's my grandmother was uh, was one of my favorite ventures. <laughs> I wish that one stuck, but uh, it was just a different time. Sally, uh, what what is, original name is Sally derived from? I don't even know if I know for sure. Oh man, I should have asked my or grandma it... while she was alive. Oh, <laughs> oh no. no, I'm so sorry. Oh god. <laughs> no, no, it's cool. That wasn't what I Oh god. No, uh... no, no, it's 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 great. It's great. She's um Ooh. she was she always supported my ad- endeavors and ventures and she was always Ugh. really excited to hear anything new that I had and um We stand a Sally. We need more Sallys in the world, folks. Yeah, but I wish that I I, I mean if it was a guy, I think Salvador, right? That's that'd be right. a nickname. Hey, that's... Sally, get over here. And... Yeah, that seems that seems possible. I'm trying to think of like what? What could it possibly? Is it like a derivative of Samantha? Yeah, I was like, thinking what? Salmantha. Salmantha, maybe. <laughs> I have a I have a pet Salmantha Nander. You know, that's uh, my pet. Guys, I'm getting uh, off track. And salacious. Here. Let's salacious uh-huh. that would be wild if that was started off as a name rather than a word oh salacious 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 rex salacious there's something about it it sounds too sophisticated for me um anyhow but being that you guys have so many rotating members and such a such a cool crew that you get to guest every once in a while i feel like these Rumors about this show in Los Angeles uh, oh, no. have got to be insane because, like, they they always talk about Hollywood nights being quite quite the thing, you know, pre-COVID. Because Hollywood nights now are just quiet as hell. Look, I this this was uh, for me actually my triumphant moment. Other my other people may say otherwise, oh. but this is a moment where I should have known better. I've played alto sax for god knows how many years i mean Mm. and and one of the first rules of high school band was always have a backup read number one rule for all woodwinds yeah all like all the time so you and and you would think but so it was it was uh probably a quarter of the way through our set and the thing splits you know, I didn't even <gasps> I didn't even bring a flash read. It was an oh, old no. read. I was a big grade A dum dum. I so so it 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 completely split, and Oof. and I mean like and I had this I had this saxophone solo about to come up. I'm like, Shoot. oh god. Uh, so I did what I did the only sane thing that was possible to do. Mm. I just had. I had to make the noise with my lips. I had to be the saxophone. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, like, it was, it was, it wound up actually, like, really working. I mean, at some point, I just had to set the sax aside because it's not, no, this just weighing me down. So I played me some mean air sax. Well, That's right. Yeah, and 
you know what? The the crowd was a little confused at first, but like once we yeah. got into it, everyone really dug it, I think. I mean, maybe they were just trying to make me feel better, but no, I think <laughs> I think that was one of my favorite things that I never want to happen again. No, I I I mean, like it it seems like I, I don't mean to be this punny. It seemed like a nightmare scenario, but you really made the most <laughs> of it because I can I I love being able to know that like musicians still have it together even whenever it's like they've been faced with like so many uh issues whether that be like the roadies didn't set up the stage correctly or there's just like it's just too much to like kind of keep up with most of the time even electrical problems in venues but i think i think of just like that's how jazz can surprise you though is that many many people don't think about like there's so many improvisational aspects to jazz like that that really astound people. Um, and like sometimes it's just like surprising what kind of instruments or non-instruments get uh, brought out. I remember going to a jazz concert in college and I have never seen a man with more confidence than a dude just stepping out to a college show with a guitar and fucking <laughs> nailing a solo. Like it is <laughs> truly a thing to behold whenever you just have like the confidence of a musician just to be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to look cool no matter what I walk out here with. And it could even be nothing and still be awesome. Uh, it, exactly. Uh, that For me, that, that you, you nailed it uh, is, is the, for, with jazz, especially it, it, that is built on the, 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 the entire principle of improvisation. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know what? If uh, if life gives you a, a rotten lemon, then try to find something else to make lemonade. <laughs> From then on, I, there was a little there was a little bit of a uh, is is it a code? No, it's a, uh, a an epilogue to that oh. story. Um, the epilogue being that my man Sam every at, at, at every single show he would threaten me with a. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the word threaten. Uh, intimidate. He would. Maybe. He would intimidate. He would intimidate me <laughs> with the instrument he would make me use if I had another such mishap. Oh. And that instrument was a a gold colored. <laughs> yes, he uh, he uh, he had a kazoo oh always ready for me. <laughs> And so, so to this day, like, uh, he, he kind of waves it because I hate the kazoo. I hate <laughs> it with a passion. I should love the kazoo. I, I mean, but, but, um, I mean, the kazoo is just, it, it, it has a, it has a frequency, yeah. you know, that it doesn't, it doesn't quite sit right no, with me. The, the kazoo <laughs> is like the wonky cousin of every woodwind instrument. You know, it's just like nobody's really sure why they're here or how they even came it's to like be. the joke yeah but you're just kind of like there's so many questions i have about you but i mean you're here so i guess we'll make the most of yes you. and and this one the one i'm holding in particular is inscribed with um use in case of emergency it has <laughs> it has the inscription right on it and it's and it's all shiny and i'm like you put way too much effort into this. It's like, he really, I yeah. I mean, like Sam really, like I feel he is indeed like a prankster, a jokester, but he doesn't mess around. You know what I mean? No, no, because if you if you mess with with his perfect setup, 
then he's going to find a way to mess with you so that you never forget the lesson that you better have learned. Mm, and if you didn't learn it, you should have had a luck, bud. Yeah, that's why I love Sam. Oh, I love that. But speaking of all this music, I'm sure that we've been teasing enough of this for the audience to get really, really psyched about it. But Val, what can you tell me about the flip side of progress and the single Imposter Sin? Okay, so this one, this one actually dips a little bit into, um, I wouldn't say the full scariness that Nightmare Gutters might suggest, but I leaned a little bit into the unsettled nature, the little mm. thrown off course nature, because um, when, as we were producing this album uh, in these very uncertain times, mm -hmm. um, it's it's a little hard to uh, to know if you're actually um, if if you're reassessing your values all the time, right? So, all the time. So so for me, the flip side of progress was about uh, communicating in a cathartic way the anxieties that are not just the big global ones that everyone has, but the mm. very personal individual ones. And for me. Uh, the imposter's sin is um, is something is something that I've always felt. It's 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 that from my, from the moment I was even in my first band, I'm like I don't deserve to be here. Wow! I don't deserve to be making music with these guys. Oh! Um, and and I and I I carried that with me, and I let it weigh down on me. No. Um, but uh, but between between this song and uh, my existential here comes the comet, and uh, it just like I I wanted to communicate with with our fans and uh, with all who listen that you know like these are real and valid feelings, and when you have them, sometimes you just gotta lean into them. I I truly get that from like not only the record but for the entire project. Um, there's something that's like I don't know. There uh, even the title for the album, "The Flip Side of Progress," really insinuates that there is like this darker version of everything that, or rather, there are darker consequences to everything that we do and the actual changes that we make. There's always the positives but hopefully that they outweigh these um immense negatives that can just lie right underneath it's like whenever i think that this album really encapsulates that saying of the double-edged sword where like i think it's really really great is how there's um a track at the top and then the track at the end you you basically kind of flip where um like it's still in the same key, but there are like these minors that get thrown in at the end that are that can just show you just like what little change exists underneath like this perceived um, goodness that you initially face. I think that's what's really really intelligent about the album. But I think that Imposter Sin really marks that that turning point, which is like um, an amazing thing to accomplish narratively within music. I think that people don't often think about how much you can play around with that um, and with people's emotions in a musical way. Because a lot of what Nightmare Gutters, what you guys do with your music, because it is so steeped in jazz, it's not always that you have lyrics with it. 
But when you do, it's always important. Yeah, I I wish that you would review every single one of my albums, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, with, with the, no, not all music, not all of our music, of course, requires lyrics. So mm-hmm. at least not for me, I am, I'm a real fan of the incorporating inspirational um, speech snippets or quotes oh. from movies. Like, um, like I, I feel like Tesla, like that one is just yeah. entirely, entirely made of speech. I almost did that one, but I'm like, nah, I've, I wanted to give you this one. I feel like has the whole flavor of, of what we're, what we're really going for in this album. And I'm so excited for it, and I'm so happy that you said that. But we we finally reached that time. It is time, folks, for imposter sin. And uh, Val, is there any last words you'd like to share with the audience about the track before we get into it? You know what? I think it speaks for itself. And I hope that as you listen, um, you really, you take it in the spirit in which it is intended and um and and to just enjoy that's all i got you know you may think you've got them fooled but we both know better yeah we both know who you really are so why don't you go ahead and just tell them the cool of a dove and the hairs of a snake a hand from above and the claw of a rake the face of an angel and the eyes of a spy the banquet on the table and the To cover up my snout while I live in your head and I fill you with doubt. Scout me out and work it out how I rig the game to win. Now the imposter's in. The chivalrous night and the kiss of a toad. The truth come to light and the emperor's clothes. The warmth from a club and a quiet place to hide. The spark of new love and a secret on the side. Feel just like the You guys know her. You love her. It's Bella from Disco Skeletons. Ah! 
I cannot tell you, like, you guys have the, 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 the best sound, in my opinion, that we have this season. You guys are probably one of my favorite bands that we've locked on this season. I am obviously, like, huge fan of everything you guys do, but why don't you tell us a little bit about Disco Skeletons and how you guys got started? Well, you know, um, a few years ago, I was out at a bar in New Orleans for golf night, and... I came across my drummer, Bert. He was on stage doing his thing. And he was with this sick band at the time. But apparently they were on the verge of breaking up because Ooh. of some um, financial issues. People apparently weren't paying him in the band or whatever. Mm. And so I was like, you know what? I love music. I want to make songs. So why don't you just let's just start a band. And so the whole time we were in New Orleans, we were looking around and we were like, let's go find some other people. And then we came across Jason, our sick guitar player, then mm -hmm. came across this dope, dope piano player. Veronica. Ugh. She's truly an icon. Let me just say, like- So chill. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. She makes me feel gay. <laughs> it's okay. And that's fine. Anything that involves keys, she's on. Like, Veronica is just on. And, like, uh, what, a, what a dream. Dream to have her. She's beautiful. She's gorgeous and so easy to work with. Oh, I love that. Uh, we, we, like, there's times for divas. There are times, but they're not necessarily necessary all the time. I feel like that's what leads to, like, a band's downfall. Uh, you know, New Orleans is... People are a lot more carefree there. That's more care. That's the LA part of Louisiana. Mm. Just so nice to have someone who, you know, was able to kind of catch me and Bert's vibe. That's so you know? cool. There's two. I'm not going to say that they're controversial, but they're definitely intriguing members of your band. Um, an individual that only goes by the Thursday, who is on bass, and then boogeyman who is your sound effects artist that goes with you guys now you might need to explain to the audience what exactly their roles are because from what i've seen it's nuts so thursday he's a great guy oh okay so talented the thursday is all about feeling and just and, and feel it you know and it's always it always comes out so good so good mm. he got his name mm -hmm. by pretty much embodying that feeling he just said on thursdays when he was younger him and his family used to go out and have dinner on thursdays and he said oh. it was such a surreal feeling and he's like huh. i'm gonna he said and that's how it feels when he plays the bass so he calls himself the thursday wow dang Oh my god. He he always just seems so mysterious because I don't think I've ever seen the Thursday's eyes before. He's always just in sunglasses no matter where you no matter what you guys do whether it's like an interview or at a show or even like at the after party like it, it this man is an enigma or maybe it's not even a man. Maybe the Thursday's just an idea or as better put by the titular band member themselves 
a feeling. A feeling. Everything is about a feeling. And I feel like that's why he always has the shades on and everything. It kind of just embodies everything, you know, that, that he is like behind those those shades, you know? I love that. Because I think we've only seen him take them off once. Oh. Kind of sound like a side profile. It oh wasn't the whole God. thing because he doesn't even take them off in front of us. He's like, you don't even need to see my face. What? <laughs> you just need to know how I play. Dang. And I and I play with feeling. I play good. I was like, you do play good. And so like no one bothers him. We're just like, okay, ready to start. And he's just like on top there's of something, it. There's something about the Thursday that just makes me think that like he's got something so either something really crazy going on or it's he's just like the rest of us and just has like brown eyes like it's just like oh oh i see <laughs> it's, it'll be a mystery until he decides that that's no longer who he wants to <sighs> oh shivers literal shivers um but then yes finally boogeyman now can you like because obviously you guys had been performing around louisiana performing around like Started in New Orleans, moved out to, like, different parts outside, different, like, neighborhoods, did a show once in, like, um, like Lafayette and in those areas. But um, how did Boogeyman even come into the equation? Because, I mean, the music that y'all play, it is, like, very, like, soothing yet dark, like, in a good spooky kind of way. Um, and it's got that, like, spiritualness that you can really pull from New Orleans jazz, which is great. But there's something about Boogeyman. May I just say, he adds that extra umph that I didn't know I needed. Like, I didn't realize that I needed to have this guy that's on a theremin, but also, like, a swath of keys that just, like, plays thunder crashes and howling wolves. Like, how did that even... How did he become integrated into the band and therefore your brand? I love movies mm, okay. sound effects that come with it and i was like oh, i want it in my music Ooh. so i kind of just i went out and i just sort of looked around to be honest i don't know it's almost like kismet that he fell in my lap i kind of just had the idea and was like i really want to try to implement this into my music you know but I'm not exactly sure how to do it. Right. I went to a bar. I was actually with Veronica that day. And he overheard us talking. I had like presented the idea to her. And he overheard us talking and was like, I love that kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm just imagining him just like floating up to the bar. Like, hello. Talking and then he just kind of looks up, you know, it's like on the side of us. And he's just like, I like that kind of oh stuff. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what do you like? And he's like, <laughs> I was like, I overheard your conversation or whatever about, uh, you know, you want like some some wolves and you want like some uh, some scary sounds in your songs. It was almost just kismet. And it's like, it's cool because I come more from like the spiritual, like voodoo, jazzy side of things. And then bringing like Bert and Jason and Veronica, the ones that are more like gothy type. So being mixed the two sounds and just like to come up with like great art, you know, cause it's different. No, I thought that whenever you guys, um, one of your first covers that kind of landed on the scene that really blew people's minds was your cover of Thriller. It like blew my mind because it was something that I was just like this, this has got like, it's got like jazz, it's got funk. It's got like these incredible guitars. Like it was, it really, it also had like this unsettled feeling to it because there were some things that you guys were doing with like some of these minor keys that I was like, how? So Veronica, she's probably one of the most 
um, musical. It's really able to, you know, like put really cool sounds, yeah, cool chords and everything. So, so it's just it's really cool to be able to mix those two things together. Mm. God, I feel that though. But speaking of which, um, it, I can't believe that this is something that happened. And like here in the states, we didn't really get much coverage of it. But I only heard like a whisper about it from a couple of like different blogs that were out in Europe. Um, you guys played a show in Transylvania. What? I didn't even realize that it was a real city. But like y'all found it and you did a whole show. Like, what? What was that journey like? I was obviously expecting vampires <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't even come up with a suggestion to go there. The Thursday actually was like, of course, the Thursday, of course he would. We should go to Transylvania and like do a show. And I'm just looking like, ha, because I thought he was kidding. <laughs> it's interesting because like your music is really great and it's very popular in Europe right now. But like how, <laughs> why did this man <laughs> just be like, we're going to go to Transylvania. We're going to go to a remote part of Romania and it'll be fine. It'll be fine. So excited about it. Um, obviously, none of us had ever been there. So it was like, like, what do we wear? Yeah, like, it's it's a weird, it's a weird, like, culture shock because, like, you don't want to offend anybody, but at the same time, you're like, what, what do I do? How do I function as a society that's, like, been thought to be fictional for all this time? Right. Okay, so you go there and the weather is sort of, like, overcast all the time. Eerie-type feeling. Oh, God. But the people aren't as weird as you would suspect. Oh, okay. Quite normal. It's just the weather it makes it seem like <laughs> maybe you could, uh, I don't know, like lose a leg or something. Oh my God. Like that's just how it felt. Right, right, right. People like keep to themselves, but when it was time for our performance, people were like really into it. Talked to us after the show and- Oh, cool. We only performed like three songs, so it was pretty short. Right, right, right. It was, it was a good experience, you know? Yeah. Who knew? Check that off my list and be like, oh yeah, I went there. Well, yeah, to me, it was one of those things where, like, especially knowing, like, your name, the fact that it's Bella and you were in Transylvania, I'm sure that there had to be some people that were just kind of like, so you're that girl from Twilight, right? It's like... <laughs> yes, that was probably... Actually, Jason was, he was like, you're going to Transylvania, like, where the vampires are supposed to be and everything, and then your name is Bella. I'm sure he would make that joke. He seems like that guy. And I was, I always make jokes about him because he likes, he's into golf and everything. And I'm like, well, your name is Jason. So you could be a mass murderer. We don't know. <laughs> I mean, of all names, you know, I mean, your name is Jason. So of all names, what like it, it, it's a weird name because because it is like one of those iconic horror characters. But at the same time, it's like a real basic name. You're just like mm, Jason. It's just Jason. Yeah, just Jason. Just Jason. He can, he can relax. You know, a murderer or you're just going to get regular Jason. <laughs> So was was there anything like because um, I know that whenever people go to new places and they like travel, it's often one of those things where cuisine is like really new, depending on where you are. Was there anything that you had in Transylvania that was like um, just something that you've never had before or that like maybe you were just kind of new to? OK. I'm almost afraid to say this. Oh, no. <sighs> OK. There's something called bat juice. Bella. Okay. Bella. Bella. <laughs> In this time of COVID? Wait, hold on. When did you go to Transylvania? It, 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 okay, this was, it was a year ago. 
a year ago. It was a year ago. Bella. <laughs> it was a year. Bella. It Bella. It was a year ago, and we just were we were just trying to 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 put ourselves out there and do great things, you know. Bella, was this bat from Wuhan? Was it from a wet market in China? Where did you get this badge? Bella. <laughs> the timing of Bella. The timing was actually really terrible. Oh, God. I feel like we had tried it before. It's liquor. Oh, 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 thank God. I thought that you were saying that it was like legit bat juice. They do use some, it's, it's some parts from the bat that they use in it to give it this particular oh. color that it has. Okay. But it's not fully bad. It's like, oh, okay. okay. As like, I don't know what they extract some part from the the bat. Okay, knowing that it's not actual bat, <laughs> it's just like, it's just like the juices from the. Yeah, maybe it's it's got to be from something like like it's like bat liver or something or like a, an organ from the bat that they like crush up and then they like put into like the fermentation. And knowing that it's a liquor, it's better. Any impurities would have then been taken out. Like, okay, we're good. Guys, listeners at home, just know Disco Skeletons did not bring COVID to the United States. This is not them. <laughs> they did not. They did have bad juice, but it's a liquor, everybody. So crazy because I thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, no, you know, like the, the people there, they had to, you know, like explain it to me and, you know, say what the process is some like long drawn out process that they do but interesting this sort of like red orange type color it's actually mm. really cool looking and then they obviously make it super spooky and scary they put like this little black frost oh wow it's fat juice very good fat juice well that that's excellent i want to be able to uh try bat juice one day whenever it's safe to travel again but um that's wild. That's insane. See, it's one of the one of the more wilder experiences of my life. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to like it. Like what what are is what's kind of like the alcohol content of bat juice? Is it something that's like akin to like tequila here in the States? Pretty strong. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty strong. Okay. I feel like like you just ugh, it's so smooth you don't even realize that you're That's the ones that are the trickiest, truly. I don't even realize that you're almost done. Oof. I look down, I'm like talking with everyone mm -hmm. and Veronica and I are, you know, talking about like song ideas or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I look down and I'm like, oh, I'm almost done. <laughs> A sip or two left. Right. Glasses are like, you know, they're a nice size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The small, the small ones, but you right. know, I finished two of them. And I could have got another, but at that point, I'm pretty sure I was already drunk. There it is. Hey, you know, it happens though. That's just that's just how it goes on bat juice, apparently. And of course the Thursday is in the corner, like just chilling. Just just hit just hitting them back like it's no big deal. No big deal. You know, just walking around, talking to everybody. What does it what does it even taste like? Is it like like what's the the vibes that you get from it? It almost tastes spicy okay spicy and smooth at the same time I, I don't know it's like it's, oh man it's just like a unique taste okay i can see that 
And the feeling that it gives you is sort of just like, you almost feel like you could be a freaking vampire. <laughs> feel powerful. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, you could like, like you could do anything and not like just powerful and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like physical strength oh, to like, pick up anything. <laughs> Time I was drunk. The- <laughs> So I don't know if it was actually heavy or if I imagined that. It oh was heavy. my god! But Bert tells me that I tried to pick it up, and I was so happy that I was able to. And I was like throwing it around. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't remember that part, but I do remember like seeing the box and wanting to pick it up, telling everybody how strong you were. <laughs> when we didn't let you go to the bar and get another one, we were like, okay, she's done. Yeah, let everybody just 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 cut her off, just cut Bill off from the bat juice. It's not a good <laughs> idea. Speaking of that, speaking of that particular feeling, your song, Good Feeling, off your newest album, Haunted Sounds, could we make the assumption that this album was inspired by that trip to Pennsylvania? Or Pennsylvania? Oh my god, I'm sorry. Viewers, uh, listeners, not even, not even close. Uh, uh, close. For those of you who don't know, by the time that we're recording this, a presidential election has happened in the United States, and um, it's safe to say that um, Pennsylvania has been on my mind lately. It's been a long, long time. And then uh, truly got confused. I'm talking about Transylvanian Trip made by Disco Skeletons, which inspired possibly their album Haunted Sounds and the song Good Feeling. So... Are we, am I right in guessing that? Or did this album kind of come about in a different organic way? Yes, it actually did come from that. Oh, yes! You're exactly right. But I feel like the songs on there are different. They all represent who we are individually. Oh, okay. About 12 songs on the album. And each of us have a couple songs on there, at least two, you know, for each person. Nice. And... They sort of just represent, you know, who we are. And that's all, you know, we call it haunted sound. When you're haunted, and I look, I heard this from Jason and Veronica. <laughs> hauntings are necessarily bad things. You, know, you can be haunted by certain feelings. Oh. It can be good feelings. They don't necessarily have to be terrible feelings. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was like, okay, I see that. And so I was like, well, what about, you know, the album named Haunted Sounds? I actually came up with it. I was like, I think that would be really cool. Yeah. You could be haunted by, you know, different feelings. You could be haunted by the love or... The thing that I love about this album, too, is that, like, I could definitely feel that of, like, being haunted by past loves, present loves, and, like, hoping for the future. I also get this idea of just, like, when you guys have this whole theme of, like, haunted sounds, there's something that's really interesting about um, music in and of itself. When you record it, you capture this moment in time for you guys as artists that kind of outlive you like these songs will always be here even whenever you have moved on from this plane of existence right and i think that was such a poignant thing that like came out with this album is that it it's ethereal in a sense where it's like you can't pin it down and that's what i absolutely love about it and that's what i like about the track good feeling is that it really just kind of lifts you up out of um where you are in this present state of mind and you're just kind of like ah yeah like good things are on the way. I can be hopeful for like a brighter tomorrow. And that's what I, your vocal on it is just, it's just truly so good. Like, thank you so much for gifting us this. Thank you. (laughs) And I mean, 
the album actually didn't take us long to make. I feel like mm. because it was a part of each of us, it was just so easy to tell the story. Right. So, you know, we put the beats together and we each just immediately started writing. Once we had every, like, you know, all the tracks, all the arrangements and everything were done. That's it. You know, we just, we started writing. So easy for all of us. I mean, we were done writing at least, I mean, with both of our songs, at least within two to three weeks. I love that. I do love too that even Boogeyman had his own like he his tracks were the opening and the closing of the album and it's not so much like a song as it is just kind of like just like a spoken word piece that's just surrounded by like this like movie montage kind of things and then the lead in to like what I I think it's Veronica's track, like going into the next one, where it's just like it's it's this like opening gothic horror kind of thing, and then you get into Veronica's track um, "Bloodstained," and I was just kind of like, "Oh, this is." I love how she talks about a breakup. That's how. That's what I'll say for it is that like I don't want to spoil too much for the audience, but the way that the way that Veronica talks about a breakup and reversing the tropes on a man eater is truly choice guys love how she actually came up with the idea to put like our initials or not necessarily our you know mm -hmm. like you know the letter v or the letter j or mm. v by mm -hmm. our songs that we you know <gasps> came up with so next to mine it'll say good feeling b in parentheses it'll be like like this is this is your oh story your this is your haunted yeah. sound and i really love it and i feel like it'll reach a plethora of different people because you never really think when you think goth you're mm -hmm. thinking of one particular type of person you're not really thinking about all of yeah. that person you know no there's there's incredible depth to that album and the way that you guys create this cohesive narrative like truly truly well done and i can't um i can't wait for people to hear the rest of it but all we have in the meantime is this incredible single. Guys, you've been so patient with us, and I know you've been waiting for it, and here we are, the end of the interview. We've only got one thing left to do, and that is to play Good Feeling by Bella of Disco Skeletons. Bella, any final words before we play the track? <sighs> Live life passionately, people.
listening to This Band Is Real Season 2 Episode 6. Don't forget to vote on our socials who you think was the real band at TBIR underscore pod and then tune in tomorrow night on our live Twitch stream to see if you were right. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>